Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we all need this Ay, Cause better relationships need better ingredients Ay, So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better Yeah, Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo And welcome to another episode of the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. My name is Derek Jones, and I am your host. I am a certified life coach and engineer, a strategist, and a mental health advocate. And tonight, we are talking about why is it so hard to date in 2020? Like, what happened? And I know a lot of people have a lot of reasons why. A lot of people have a lot of horror stories, especially with online dating and all this other stuff that's going on. And we're just going to chop it up. And tonight, we have a special guest. Um, that I've met on social media. I mean, I've met a lot of people on social media, um, especially during COVID. A lot of my guests come from social media, but this was an extra special one. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to let him tell us about who he is. And then I'm going to expound a little bit about like how we met and how this whole thing came to be. And then we're going to get right into the topic for you guys. So stand by, let me get him up here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tony Massey is here. And I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell us a little bit about him and what he does. And he's an author, has a new, has a, has a book out. And, um, and I'm going to let him talk about it a little bit, and then we're going to get into the topic. Well, good evening, everyone. It's, uh, my name is Tony Massey, and uh, I'm just elated to be here on Relationship Gumbo with Derek Jones. I was so excited when he uh, reached out to me and uh, just honored that uh, he would have let me share this uh, incredible pr- platform. So I'm a native Houstonian, uh, spent some time in the military, uh, did my uh, undergrad at Texas Southern, the Texas Southern University. Uh, and now I reside here in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, I, I do not consider myself a relationship expert, but I do consider myself someone who has relationship experience. And so I wrote my book, Unsolicited Dating Advice from an Unqualified Source as really just a, um, a, a way to kind of uh, decode the dating scene. You know, and, and being in my 40s, I've had a lot of dating experience. And um, I think sometimes we make things a little harder than they have to be. So the goal of my book was really to just um, give that, that advice, even though you didn't ask for it, give that advice to kind of just, like I said, decode the whole dating scene and break it down to its bare minimum. I'm a, instructional designer and trainer by trade. So it was uh, really easy for me to just kind of teach this lesson. And the lesson is, is that in really when it comes to dating, you got to look out for number one, uh, regardless of who you're dating or who your relationships with. So I, I'm really excited to be here. Really excited to talk to you guys. Yeah. So this is, so ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm laughing a little bit here because in some of you will laugh too. I met him on TikTok, y'all. Yep. TikTok. Right, the the thing where everybody be doing all the all this stuff, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I what I what I found out about just real like a real quick about TikTok. A lot of people think that that's all it is, but I've learned probably more on TikTok than I have in a lot of other places. And the reason why is because it's in little bite sized chunks, right. so you don't have to sit there for thirty minutes to get little pieces. So it's a lot of educational stuff on there. It's a lot of different things that you can search on the hashtag and, and like look for relationship stuff or plumbing or real estate. And it, and I'm not here to advocate TikTok. I'm just saying, if you're not on there, 
it, it it's it's in the news for a reason. Everybody's there. Businesses are there. People are there. You know, people are just having fun, but you also get a lot of education. So when I saw Mr. Massey on there, the first thing I said to myself was, he gets it. And that's why I wanted him here because there's a lot of people out here that are giving relationship and dating advice and the way that they deliver it that isn't necessarily a healing thing or it's not a helping thing for you. And the way that his delivery came out, it I had to keep coming back. It, even as a relationship coach, I was like, uh, this guy gets it. So I was like, if he gets it, then my audience needs to hear his voice. So this is what we're going to do. Dating in 2020. The reason why I called the topic this about it being hard is because that's what a lot of people say to me. I'm pretty sure a lot of people say this to Tony because I'm sure he talks to a lot of people through what he does. And people are saying how hard it is. It's impossible to find someone. Everybody's just bad. And I don't understand why. And so my first. um, Well, let's do this. First, we're going to talk about your book for a couple minutes and then we're going to get into the, the topic. So. Tell people a little bit about why you thought it was important to write this book. Sure. So um, the the book was really, I I started getting a lot of questions from uh, family members, my sister, my friend, female friends. um, And they were just asking questions that usually started with, what does it mean when a guy does this? Or what does it mean when a guy says this? And so uh, one of my really good friends, uh, Mimi, she moved to uh, Spain. And um, I would I would write her these long email messages because she would ask questions. She was actively dating. And so I would write her these long email questions and, and just kind of breaking down or decoding, uh, the you know, man speak for her. And she actually is the one that said, you know, you should write a book. You know, you take all this stuff that you're telling me and put it in a book. And the funny thing is I had already published a book called Siblings, which was a, um, a novel. And um, I was like, yeah, that, that's actually a good idea. So. I really approached the book as a training uh, session. So if, if, you, if you've read the book or if you have the book, you'll notice at the end of every chapter, there's homework. Uh, and the idea behind the uh, book was, you know, a lot of the dating issues that, that people face are, are personal issues. It's not so much that there are no good people out there. It's just that I got to do the work with me first before I go out and look for it. I liken it to saying, you know, I'm hungry, right? without any specific desire for anything, you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't have a hankering for steak or, or tacos or whatever. And so now I have to face this plethora of choices without any direction as to what it is that I want. And so what the book really is about is narrowing down those choices and figuring out what is it that I want. That way, when it comes to dating and choosing, especially in the world that we live in today, Dating is not going to the bar. Dating is not, you know, going to a party. Dating is something that we do online, something you do on TikTok. It's something you do on a dating app. But if you don't narrow it down and figure out what do I want, then you can be inundated, you know, with a lot of choices and not all of those choices are good. So that's really the the basis of the book is me giving um, advice uh, to, uh, you know, female, uh, friends and, and family members. And again, decoding what man speak is about, about, because we do, we have a way of speaking, uh, that isn't always easy to decipher if you're not a man. And, and that's not me being misogynistic. It's just men have a way of speaking to each other. That's very different 
than how we speak to uh, women and uh, or even how women speak to, to uh, one another. So that that's really what it's about. Right. Um, so and and I'm gonna I'm try to um, get some of the comments in as we go. So okay. Spin City from Facebook says date as the best version of yourself, not the broken version. Absolutely. That's so 2018. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So so and that's key. So let's get into the some of the things of, of why people um, are saying that dating is hard. Um, one of the things and then I, I'm going to give you like a couple of topics and then I just want your opinion. So first thing, I, one of the things I hear is um, there's, you know, and this isn't just 2020, obviously, but, you know, there's no good people out there. Everybody I meet. It's just horrible. So I think I'm just going to be single forever. I'm not even going to look anymore and I'm done. Yeah. And that happens quite a lot. And you find now that there are a lot of women, especially over a certain age that are just, they don't even want any parts of it because they've had so much trash come their way that they're like, the next one's probably going to be trash too. So I might as well just give up. So yeah. what's your opinion on, on this, this line of thinking and, and, and what it does or doesn't do for people who who are like I always talk about in my shows, you're lying to yourself a lot of the times when you say you don't want someone, but you're at home saying the opposite. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I think I believe in the power of manifestation. I believe in the power of the tongue. I believe that whatever you speak from your mouth will appear in your world. And I think that, you know, I, I talk about this all the time. If you have the mantra that there are no good men or no good women out there, then the universe is going to oblige you. You know, one of the most common questions I get is why do I keep attracting this type of man or why do I keep attracting this type of woman? And my response is you're, you're attracting all types of people. You're entertaining a certain type of person. And I think that there's comfort in routines. I think all of us, we get very comfortable in our routine. So we meet someone who reminds us of someone else on some level, and then we try our best to force this square peg into a round hole. And when and it isn't until you get into the benefit of hindsight that you realize all of the red flags that you ignored because, you know, they were beautiful or because, you know, you had a great conversation or because whatever. Um, and so when you look back over the course of that dating period or that relationship, you go, ah, that, that, that person was never good for me. And, and they were very upfront and honest about it at, at, the, at the, 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 the beginning. I'm the one that trying to force this person to be someone that they never had the ability to be. And so I think if you face, if you go into the world thinking that, you know, there are no good, it's like saying, I'm, I'm going to have a bad day. The universe is going to oblige. Everything that happens to you is going to just facilitate and reinforce that that mindset for the rest of the day. Uh, and here's the thing that's in interesting about that. You can have two people who one has a negative mindset, one has a positive mindset. They can have the same experiences, but because they're viewing it in a different way, it impacts them in a different way. Uh, mm -hmm. Dating is difficult because a lot of times we take our experiences, we put them in a box. We put them in our dating box, right? And every single time we date, we open the box and we're just we're either adding stuff or we're taking it out, not taking into consideration that every new dating experience is a brand new box. You know what right. I'm saying? Like if I can just close seal this, you know, the, the, the Billy box, all the stuff that Billy did, I'm going to seal this box, tape it down and put it in the closet somewhere. And I'm never going <laughs> to revisit the Billy box again. But then I meet 
you know, Fred, and I bring out the Billy box. Okay, Fred, you got to be better than Billy. And, and not only is it not fair to you, but it's, it's unfair to the person. And we end up dating ghosts. You know, I, I'm, I have to now date you and the person who dated Billy and the person who dated Jim and the person who dated LaVon and all this other stuff, right? When I was only interested in you. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? So I, I, to answer your question, I think that mindset just perpetuates that experience over and over again. So you got to go into it with a fresh mindset and stop saying that there are no good men out there. Are there are no good women. There are, uh, there are incredible people out there. It's just that you're not entertaining them for whatever reason, for whatever reason. Right. And it, and just to piggyback on that, too, um, there's a lot of people when you talk about red flags, there's a lot of people out here, male and female alike, that go into every situation looking only for red. Yes. They absolutely. look for red so much that they don't even notice that there's green there. <laughs> that is so true. You know, I, it is so true that some people again, I, it's comfort, you know. There's this unwillingness to be uncomfortable, unwillingness to date something that isn't familiar. You know, I have a type and you have to meet that type. And sometimes that type is not a physical, uh, it's not physical um, uh, attributes. It's it's the way I'm treated. I'm used to being treated this way. I've actually dated women who have said, you know, I, I can't I can't be comfortable around you because you're too good to me. Right. Oh, they're just waiting for the ball to drop. You know, things are just going too well. I, there's some you're something is going to go wrong. This is just this is just too perfect. You're too perfect. And I can't be comfortable with that because if I allow myself to fall for you and then you turn out to be who I think you are, now I'm going to get hurt. And it's easier right. for me to date someone who is just a horrible person because then my expectations are low and I, you know I, I expected this and it's okay. It's okay. I, I knew you were going to cheat. So it's okay that you did. But when, you know, and, I, and I'll be honest, you know, a lot of my advice and experience comes from the mistakes that I've made as a man. And I think the most sobering thing that I was told by the woman that I cheated on was, I know men cheat. I just never thought you would. And that, man, that was like a bullet to my chest because I, I gave her an alternative to what she thought men was were rather and then i became exactly what she thought and so i i started to shape and form you know her ideas and concepts about men despite the fact that up until that point she really believed oh he's different and i wasn't you know not at that point in my right. life yeah yeah it's it's um like like i always say and then we're gonna jump into the next one it is you <clears throat> you you have to have some level of of self-awareness about about what you what you want who you are and all that and all of that stuff so that when this because it to your point what you were saying earlier about doing the, the right things and being nice and doing what they which what they you would assume that they asked for and then they're like oh you know what it's too good something's yeah. gonna happen yeah. something's gonna happen it, this is not no no you you haven't done anything wrong yet uh something's gonna happen so i don't know about you and i'm like but isn't this what you asked for right. i don't i don't know what trust me i've been there <laughs> i've been there too many times to count and it's like Absolutely. but you say you want somebody to treat you this way and you want somebody to make you feel this way here it is and then they're like well but no yeah. i don't know if i can trust i don't know i don't 
why why are you why are you being so nice to me is there is there what's your plan because something's wrong here right. and it's like and you're like uh, uh okay so you don't want that so then you as a man sometimes you start to change who you are in order to fit whatever she's dictating to you so you can keep her around <laughs> and it becomes yeah, something no, else it, it, and I think real. that's kind of what you were saying. Yeah, conformity is real. We will conform to what we think is desired. You know what I mean? Uh, even if it's not who we are, we sh and, and I, I see women do this a lot, you know, feeling like, well, if I give him what he wants or what he says he wants, then he'll be, you know, uh, true to me or he will have a great relationship. But the reality is that a lot of times we say we want things, but here's the kicker. We don't believe we deserve them. And, and that becomes the thing that just separates the happy couples and the not so happy couples. Because I get messages all the time asking me questions. And a lot of times within three sentences, I'm like, why are you even entertaining this person? He sounds horrible. But what I love is, I, dear Tony, I met this great guy who never calls me. He never texts me. Uh, I can only see him on Thursdays at, at between 2 and 3 p.m. And I'm like, okay, stop. Define great guy. <laughs> this guy <sounds> right <laughs> that's yeah 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 so so the next thing i want to get into and i was going to do it a little bit later but i think it's pertinent because my audience is is mostly of a certain age yeah dating over let's say 40 yeah. right dating over 40 tends to be a challenge for a lot of people um, before I do that though, because I, I love my audience, I'm gonna get some of these comments in here before they before they get a little dated here. Um, so Spin City says dating is hard when you are not on the same frequency. Joseph Goings from Facebook. Uh oh, I scrolled up too too much. David Goings from Facebook says, if you have the mantra that there's no good women or no good men, then the universe is going to oblige you. That's the word 100. Um Daniel Thompson from Facebook says, I feel unqualified. I feel unqualified because of her ex expectations or I'm burned for the behavior of her ex. Mm, yes. Um, Spin City says negative talk or affirmations too. That's definitely true. Very true. And it's it's the easiest, it's the easiest and the hardest thing to not do, especially when you're used to to thinking a certain way. <laughs> Somebody Natasha says we have Derek Jones twin, y'all. Because <laughs> you know, because what I told you before we came over he, on yeah. here, a lot of stuff you say, we arrive at the same points. And some of these people have been watching me for a while, so they're like, "Wait!" And I'm like, yeah. "That's why I was that, I was telling them when I'm listening to you." I'm like, "He gets it." Like you, it, it, it's a lot of this information. It's not just about going through it. It's about being able to to digest it, understand it, and then relay it to you guys in a way that you can understand it. So that's why I wanted him here. He's going to be back, y'all, even before we even end the show. He's going to be back. We got some things we need to do. So um, Michelle Ford says, I have had that happen too. Men have been hurt and automatically think you are going to hurt them or they think you're going to leave at the first sign of an issue or conflict because that has been their experience. That gets draining. Yeah, so. Absolutely. <laughs> Tasha Carpenter says, I took the last good man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, it's so, so now dating over 40, right? Yeah. And we can skew those numbers a few, you know, um, below too. But I, I'm going to give you this quote. And I said it on one of them, but either the last show or the show before, because I saw this person say it online. And I want your take on this. 
And then you can tell me what your the nuances of why you think dating over 40 becomes a challenge for people. But this this rung stronger struck struck a chord with me when I heard it. They said Generation X women have been groomed for a world that no longer exists. Mm. I no, I, I think that's true. I you know, I I I went to a um a party one time and I can't remember what the what was going on, but I do remember this very sobering moment where this couple was celebrated because they had been married 35 years and everyone clapped and everyone was like, oh my God, it's wonderful. But I knew their story. I knew this couple pretty intimately. And I knew that this, this gentleman had a whole other family. I knew mm-hmm. that there was some domestic violence. I, I knew that their, their, the longevity of their relationship did not equal the success of their relationship. And I think that, you know, we have, we have erroneously celebrated longevity without taking into consideration that this new world we live in doesn't require a woman to, especially for women, you don't have to stay, uh, especially in our community, because our community, the, the women are, they, they're, they're, they're more educated than us. A lot of them make more money than we do. And so there's a certain autonomy that they bring to the table that doesn't fit the narrative of what previous relationships meant. So I have a chapter in my book called Breadwinner. And there was a time where it was appropriate for a man to make more money, right? Uh, But now we live in a time where that may not necessarily be the case. And it's not because he's not a good guy and it's not because he's not very smart. I mean, you think of a teacher. I I think that's a very, um, you know, admirable uh, job, but it doesn't pay very well. And so, and you have to be very educated to be a teacher. You know, I, I, I have friends that are teachers, have master's degrees, but they make a lot less money uh, than, than most people who would be considered successful. And so I agree with that statement that um, Gen X women and beyond are, are being uh, groomed for an environment that just doesn't exist anymore. And so what I really hope is that a lot of these women will take their power back, and men too, take back their power and decide what is it that you want. You know, the, the, the first chapter of my book is happy, be happy, you know, and defining what is what makes you happy. So you don't have to have the man that your mother said you should have. You can get the man that you want. And he may not look like, you know, the, 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 the knight on the white horse, right? Um, and that's okay, that's okay. And so I, I think a lot of times dating becomes difficult because we're looking for other people's Prince Charm right? Or a uh, princess charming or whatever the case may be. And so in my book, I talk about creating two lists, standards and preferences. And to me, standards are those things that don't change. You must have these minimum requirements to even apply for this position. Preferences, on the other hand, are these are the things that if you meet the standards, this is the nice stuff to have as well. And here's the thing about dating. Over, and I, My book is really geared to women over 35. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of the cutoff. And the reason it's so hard is because, one, we live in a time where, you know, the the choices are, again, it's astronomical. When I was started dating, I dated the women in my area code, in my geographic location. I dated the women at my high school. I dated the women at my college. I dated the women that went to the parties that I went to in that small space. Because we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have dating apps. We, you know, I can remember a time where 
people could not get a hold of you until you got home. And that was perfectly okay. (laughs) Picture that. (laughs) Yeah. So the the dating pool was was small, you know, so it wasn't like you had to you, you had options in a different area code or a different zip code. But now you do. Now you can start a relationship with someone who does not live where you live and then work out the logistics later. And so trying to approach dating in the way that you did when you were 25, it, you know, I, I, I think it's, 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 um, it's shocking to me how many women would tell me, well, I'm not looking for a man on a computer. Well, why? You do everything else on a computer. You found your hairdresser on the computer. You go shopping on the computer. You know, everything you do is based on someone else's, you know, reviews or, you know, the availability of a website or delivery or whatever the case may be. But then when it comes to love, all of a sudden we want to meet people the way our our parents did. And that's just not going to happen. It it can. I'm not saying it won't. But the chances of it happening is and, and you have these high standards. Man, that's a rough one. The other thing about dating over 40 is you're dating with 20 years of experience, 20 years of experience and 10 minutes of tolerance. (laughs) You can put that on the (laughs) t-shirt. I'm telling you, because there was a time where I would entertain a woman for a long time because she was beautiful and I didn't care what was coming out of her mouth. I didn't care what she was saying. I'm, I'm really not even listening to what you're saying. I'm just trying to think about when we can get to the next level. But then when you get to a certain age, you realize that you need to be more than just fine. You need to, you know, um, you need to engage me intellectually. I need to feel comfortable around you. I need to feel like I'm myself around you. And the fact that you're beautiful or that you have, you know, physical attributes that I find attractive, that's only going to keep my attention for so long. Because here's the reality that I think a lot of people just need to accept, both men and women. Men are not motivated by sex. We're just not. I know all, I know there's a lot of um, evidence that would say otherwise. <laughs> but when it comes down to what we, who we want to share our, our time, our treasure, and our lives with, it's not the sex that keeps us. It's all the other stuff. Because at some point, you know, I, I get tired, man. I, I like naps. <laughs> and I, mean, I mean, uninterrupted naps. Like, no, just leave me alone. I, I really need to go. to. When I said I'm going to bed, I really meant I'm going to sleep. <laughs> so you got to have something else in order to keep me entertained. Yeah. And so just just a little bit of context to that, because I see I already know they're about to come for you in the comments. I'm not you saying men are motivated by sex. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to provide a little bit of context to that. Spin City, see, Spin City says lies. So, so <laughs> the context here is <laughs> the context here is you can say on the surface men are motivated by sex, but what he's talking about is a man who has made a decision that he wants to settle down with you. That motivation to keep him there isn't just about sex. Now. The caveat here is there are some relationships that are that's all they do. But is that really can you really call that a a meaningful relationship that that's going to have some longevity? The answer is no. Um, And, you know, it takes a certain level of maturity. Right. We know that the age doesn't necessarily define maturity. But once you get to a point where you see people who have been in relationships and they're legitimately happy, I know that's hard to kind of see, but 
it's not motivated by that. Right. Um, and that's what he's saying. Cause I already know, <laughs> no, it, I know, it, it, I already know. Yeah, so uh, I mean, men are entertained by sex. Absolutely. I, I guess what I'm saying is the motivation to take action and to share my life with someone Sex is not the primary thing that I'm looking for, unless that's all I'm looking for. Because right. like you said, maturity is a spectrum. You know, there is no age when a man matures. Some men mature at 20, some men mature at 60. Some go to the grave, you know, <laughs> immature. But once a man realizes what he really wants, then it isn't sex that's motivating him to share his life with someone. You know, I'm not going to sleep with someone and go, oh, my God, you're the best experience I've ever had, I want to marry you. I want to share my life with you. No, it's all the other stuff that, you know, but that doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, I, I, I go blind just because I'm in a relationship. Yes, I'm entertained by sex, but I'm not motivated by it. That's what I meant by that. But I, I yeah, figured that would it, come. <laughs> so, so let's jump back to the comments real quick. We already heard what Spin, Spin City said, like I said. So <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to just start with Michelle Four says over 40, you're more set in your ways. You have to be open to new and different things within your moral standards, of course. Yeah, um, that's true. And the, and the other thing I want to add to that, too, shout out to online. That's where I met mine. Tingit, well, 12 years ago. Shout out Black Planet. So right. uh, <laughs> I think they're coming back. <laughs> I know, right? We always on there. Right. Um, <laughs> um so this is the a little bit of like what I want to add to what he said about being over 40 and, and what I said about that quote about being groomed for a, a world that doesn't exist. It, it's tough because the assumption is that when you date a man over a certain age that you're going to get a certain type of man. But you have to realize that that man lives in this current world. And so sometimes you're going to find a throwback guy. But a lot of times you're going to see a grown man doing a TikTok dance. So he's going to be on Tinder. And, and you like, well, why is he not traditional like I would like for a guy to be? He doesn't. He He's conforming to what's happening around him. Right. And so when you say, well, I'm only going to have a guy that does the traditional things. It might be a little tough because you're going to you're going to run into a lot of hybrids where it's a little bit of this and a little bit of because nobody realistically wants to be behind the times. Right. So so. You have to take into context that you may meet someone that may not want to talk all the time. They may want to text a little bit. They may want to talk a little bit. And then you have to think in your head, well, I hate texters. That's not the way I, I don't want to do any text ever. And I'm like, well, how do people communicate in 2020? Right. And and that's not to say that because I'm a conversationalist. I wouldn't if I was single, I would never want to have a text relationship. But I also have to take into context that I might get some text because this is what people are doing now. <laughs> it's some people get crucified because they send a couple texts that you might get conversation from them. But if you're dating someone who doesn't want any then it then then it becomes you may miss out on a good person because you're expecting them to be 1985 dude absolutely and, and the rule the so, the rules of society have changed i can remember there was a time where you know getting a woman's phone number was a was a very personal thing you know you don't give out your phone number to just anybody you know that's a that's a huge step 
And now we've come to a point where, you know, maybe access to social media is the same thing as a phone number. My grandparents, when they were courting, uh, they, you know, my grandfather wasn't allowed to call the, my grandmother's house. He had to come over and sit on the porch and, and have a conversation. Uh, they wrote letters to one another. And so the rules have changed and we have to change with the rules. And we also have to take into consideration what is it that we, what is really important? Is the fact that he's texting an issue or is it what he's texting? Is that the issue? Right. Because you know, I'm not a fan of the 3 a.m. Are you up text? You know, that we all know what that means. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like WYD. Right. That's not my preferred method of communication. No, you sent that text with a with a you know with a, a clear directive, you know, you objective rather. And so it's not so much how you communicate uh, that has to be taken into consideration, is what what are you communicating? Because I'm like you, I like to talk, you know, and I, I, I when I first date someone if i can't hold a conversation with you i've lost interest but i also understand that we have jobs you know we have responsibilities you can't sit on the phone for four hours you know what i mean you can't fall asleep on the phone like you did when you were you know in high school or whatever the case may be so a quick text saying hey i you know i'm just thinking about you or whatever the case may be that should be seen in the same vein as a phone conversation depending right. on what's being communicated Right. And then um, and then also just to add on to that, too, um, you know, I've seen situations where, you know, if you aren't necessarily a texter, communicate that. Yeah. Instead of yes. shutting that, chopping the hatchet yes. down, saying, you know what? I appreciate the text, but I, I, I'm going to need a little bit more than that in order for right. me to kind of feel comfortable. And then at that point, he has the, the right to, to either engage the way you would like or. He can beat you. He and you are going to have to make a decision to because he can he can decide to leave or you could decide to leave. So at least you have it out in the open. And I think that's a lot of times people are so set in their ways and they're like, well, I met him on Saturday and then on Monday he texted me. Good morning. Why the hell is he texting? He got my number. Why don't he call? Nah, I ain't, I'm not even going to do that. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Does he know? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Spent City. My what one, one of my frequent flyers here says the issue is him texting 10 women at the same time. Yes. <laughs> that comes from a place, Spin City. You don't want to be on the rotation. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, we that's a whole nother. We could do a whole show on that. Oh um actually, we're gonna say that for for the for the for the cheating show. We did I let the cat out the bag. We're gonna do that at some point, but we're gonna save that one for the cheating show. Um, but the communication is key um with that. Um, and we can, we can expound on communication at a later time. I just want to kind of hit a little, a few topics, but one of the biggest things is if you know what you want, it's, it should not be a problem with you saying that yes. instead of, and I think you said, was it, I don't, it, I heard it may have been you or somebody else that said something about being a mind reader. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and, and assuming that they know what you want from them. And then if they don't do it, then you get mad. Yep. And it's like, wait, you haven't you you went on one date, <laughs> right? And, and I, I did. I, I talk about this a lot. That you know, everyone agrees that communication is important, but communication is most important at the onset, at the at, at the dating phase. This is where you teach me how you want to be treated. And one of the things that frustrates me so much is when I hear people say, "Well, you should just know." 
know what? I don't know you. So what do you what what is it that I'm supposed to know? I don't know your preferences and or they say things like the right man will know. No, he won't. I, I, knowledge is the only there's only two ways to attain knowledge. I've taught it or I experience it. That's it. That's it. That's the only way I learn things. If, if, if a, a child comes into the world and no one speaks, the child won't speak. So everything that I know, I've either been taught or I experienced it. And through that, I learned. And so for me in the dating phase, that's when you teach me how you want to be treated, how you want to be loved, how you want. What are your love languages? How do you want me to communicate? What's your communication preference? Because otherwise, what you're relying on is the woman before you that I dated, uh, who that and that's the experience that I'm bringing into this relationship. Hopefully, she was so much like you that I do everything right. Now, that's very different than unloading your past on someone and giving them the blueprint on how to manipulate you. It's two very different things. Tell me what you want not based on your past experiences. And I've done this before. I'm, I'm guilty of this. I, I ask the question, so, uh, you know, why are you single? Then that's that's a trigger question. Don't, don't answer that question. Um, you know, tell me what kind of man you're looking for. Don't answer that question. Because what I'm essentially doing is asking you, how do you want me to behave so that I can speed things along? How do I navigate your, your wall uh, your natural boundaries. How do I get around that so that I can, um, you know, be a more appealing or, or pleasing to you? It's two very different things. Saying what I want and what I've experienced are two very different things. And I caution people, don't give men the blueprint on the first date. And a lot of women do this. They tell me all about their ex and how he didn't do this. He didn't do that. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. So guess what I'm going to do? This, that, this, and that. And right. you're going to think, oh my God, you're perfect. No, I'm not. I'm just the antithesis of what you said wasn't perfect. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. You the the blueprint is laid out and, yeah. and you give them a path. And the thing about it is, is ultimately that that ball drops, right? Yeah. And I always talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and 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 I always talk about wearing the Halloween costume. At yeah. some point it's gonna get real hot yeah. and you're gonna want to rip it off, and <laughs> then you, you know. Three months later, you're like, who are you? You yeah. you you have to pay attention. Like I always talk about people who who like we talked about, they're only looking for red and they and they all so so extra cautious and the wall is so thick that nobody can get through. But there's a way for you to be cautious and accommodating to having someone come in your life at the same time without without seeming like you're this like aggressive, like polar bear, just trying. So what do you want from me? I don't understand you. You. <laughs> One second. I'm back. Okay, we cool. All right, cool. So, um, so let me let me get the comments are rolling now. <laughs> let me see. Um, uh, uh, I'm gonna just stop at a point. Um, Natasha says on Facebook, no one can know. And then if they assume wrong, then it's still an issue. Um, Spin City says emotionally immature people think that way. And Spin City, I'm going to touch on that for one second. Well, maybe like four. Um, <laughs> emotionally immature, I think I would be, I would probably stick myself out there and say most of us 
don't have high emotional intelligence. <laughs> Most of us don't. <laughs> like we, like we, we. It's like on the job training, right. um, and and it's something that you have to really spend time getting to to know who you are to even be emotionally mature. And a lot of yeah. us haven't even, you know, we're we're just now achieving that over forty. Right, yeah. we've spent most of our lives just running amok emotionally and not really understanding what it was. So it, it's tough because you have a mostly immature folks out here in a dating pool, and you and you trying to find your mate amongst them. It, right. it sounds kind of scary, but you know there, there's there's levels to this, and so no, I just wanted right. to say it again. You're absolutely right, and I think a lot of us are just now getting to the point where we realize how much control we actually have and how much uh, of the the experiences that we've had have been based on our behavior and not someone else's. At some right. point, you really reach a level of maturity when you stop saying what they did and realize what you did. And that's why, and, and this is a very controversial statement that I'm about to say, and it always has been, but I believe in it. When a, when a relationship ends, there has to be blame shared, responsibility shared. Um, even if it was an abusive relationship. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying that it's 50-50. You're just as much as fault as I am. I'm saying that uh, even if it's 99-1, it's my fault for staying in this relationship longer than I should have. It's my fault for ignoring the red flags. It's my fault for not demanding more or setting expectations and verbalizing those expectations and giving you an honest opportunity to reach those expectations. But when you walk away from a relationship or a dating situation, you say, well, it was all his fault or all her fault. That is emotional immaturity. You have to take some responsibility for even entertaining someone that you knew from the outset wasn't good for you. And, and right. whenever I say that, the first thing I get is, well, how are you going to tell me it's my fault? I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm saying that emotional maturity is finding out how could I have done something different to create a better outcome for me. The analogy I use is if I leave my bike out in my front yard, uh, no one should touch it because stealing is wrong. However, my bike will probably get stolen faster than someone who locked their, their bike up in their garage. Is it right or is it my fault? No, not at all because stealing is wrong. However, I do have a responsibility to myself to protect myself and protect what's important to me uh, so that someone doesn't steal. So, um, so, so I'm going to do a couple more comments and then we're going to jump back into the, to the convo. Um, Michelle Ford says love language is major. Um, prophetic counselor says I facilitate a healthy relationship group and communication is key. Absolutely. That's probably the biggest thing. Um, that covers all of this. Any topic relationship we can talk about, communication is at the at the onset of it. Um, Spin City says we have to take self responsibility for ignoring the red blankets, not flags, but blankets. Yeah, blankets. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a new one. <laughs> um, so it, it, you know, that that is also true um, because a lot of us see red flags, we break up. And then we go back and revisit the same red flags with a different with a different face, but the same person. Yep. <laughs> so that's that's um that's huge. And then uh, let's see here. 
Natasha said, if y'all have not figured out, I'm in silly mode tonight. <laughs> I think it's the lunchtime lock cocktail is lingering. Yeah, I think so, Tasha. <laughs> Daniel says, yes, I tell women I date that. Tell me what you want and what and what you mean. Yeah, it, it's um, I'm going I'm to touch a couple of these, but I'm going to come back to Daniel's uh, Daniel's uh, comment in a second here. Michelle says, just giving up the combination to the lock up front all at once. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Um, yes. And what I always talk about when I talk about predatory behavior, that and I always and I've said this many times across a bunch of shows that the predator, the lion, is is really only going to chase something that's appetizing to it. And right. so you got to you got to try to you know do some some assessments to see why do you look like a meal to that person. Exactly. <laughs> so so. And and that's a hard thing to do is to say, I'm the one that's attract I'm I'm doing something that's attracting them. It's hard for us to to think of ourselves as, you know, being the reason why, you know, you've been through 10 guys or 10 women that are doing exactly the same thing. Um <laughs> Spin City says the blueprint equals predator playground. Exactly. To my point. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um uh let's see here. Spin City says, when you do the inner work, it's easier to stay on your ground and not ignore and not ignore the red flags. That is very true. And, it, and it's something that, you know, I say, Tony says, a lot of us know this, but in practice, yeah, it's hard. It's hard because we have this mindset that, you know, one of the things I get on TikTok a lot is instead of teaching women how not to be manipulated, why don't you tell men to stop manipulating? Because it doesn't work. <laughs> it's like telling a right. thief to stop stealing. You know, um, the reason that manipulative and deceptive and predatory behavior uh, is 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 continued is because it works, you know, for some people. So it makes more sense to teach people how to lock their doors than to try to convince someone not to break in. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you know, I really want people to understand that men are not a monolith. You know what I mean? We're, we're not all predators. We're not all deceiving we're not all manipulative there are a lot of great men out there who just want to be loved but they don't know how they've been taught by you know manipulators they've been taught by men who are narcissists they've been taught these things by men who don't know what real love is but that's not what they want and so what they need is a new experience but the only way they're going to get a new experience is if they meet someone who's going to say hey i'm not falling for that if you can't call me at a decent hour and ask me out on a real date, guess what? We're not going to do it. Simple as that. And so then the expectation changes and the behavior follows. And my biggest message is set realistic expectations. Have, real, have, have high standards and realistic expectations. I'm not going to know how to treat you out the gate. And that doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. It just means that I've never really experienced a woman who's going to hold me accountable. And I think right. most men want that. I love the level of accountability that I have because it helps me deal with temptation. I, right. You know, I, I, I'm not, it's not that I don't see temptation out there, but I do understand that there are consequences for my behavior. And if I cheat, I'm going to lose a good thing. And I know this because it's been made very clear to me. But if she's not making those, those expectations of my behavior clear, then yeah, I can fall. I'm not blaming her. I'm not saying it's her fault, but I am saying that without consequence, there is no motivation for change. 
And I know in my relationship, there are going to be consequences. <laughs> there are going to be right. consequences. Right. So we're going to we're going to do a couple a couple of comments and then I want to okay. touch on one more topic before we start wrapping it up. All right. Um, that's a segue to what to something you just said. Um, Spin City says therapy, therapy, therapy that helps facilitate communication. But Spin City also says, ask Tony if he's had therapy. He has great insight. Yes, I have. I, I, so um, my therapy sessions came as a result of uh, suffering from PTSD from uh, I was in the military. So I, I had a few combat engagements. And the thing that I feared most going to the military was or going to war was not dying. It was coming back broken, either in my body or in my mind. I did not want to be a broken man. And what I realized uh, in seeking therapy for my PTSD is that I needed therapy just for the things that I had endured in life. And I realized that I had some very predatory behavior. I was I could be very manipulative. You know, I have a I have a mouthpiece, you know, and I was never the guy that, you know, a woman saw on the other side of the room. It was like, oh, my God, he's fine. But I tell you what, you let me start talking. I got you. <laughs> and I just got really good at, at speaking, you know. So I was the guy that if you let me talk to you long enough, then I could convince you of anything. And so. I, I had to come to that realization through therapy that I was engaging that in that behavior. So I know in our community, therapy is a is a dirty word. Um, you know, I grew up believing or being taught not necessarily by my parents, but by my community that therapy is telling your business. Right. Uh, and you shouldn't tell your business. And what I came to realize is that secrets are the are the uh, the playground for for pain. You know, the, the more you keep inside, the more that stuff can just, you know, fester and, 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 and come at you. And I think a lot of us are dealing with childhood trauma, man. I think that a lot of us are just trying to navigate the world through the, the experiences that we had as kids. And so my thing has always been you can blame your childhood for your problems right up until you realize your childhood is the reason for your problems. At that point, you owe it to yourself to be different. And therapy is a is a perfect way, a vessel to help you be who you desire to be not who your parents think you should be not who your church thinks you should be not who your community thinks you should be but who you want to be and therapy is a path to that and i think more of us should seek out therapists to help us with uh, a lot of the stuff that we're carrying around especially if you're dating Yes. <laughs> I'm looking at the comments. That's why I paused. <laughs> so I was going to go in the direction, right? And you said you, uh, we're going to go over, we're going to go over an hour tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because I, I'm looking at two comments here that I think are very important to touch on. And I was going to go into another topic, but I, I definitely want to touch on these. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read them. And then I want Tony to give his insight on where he thinks um, how this person should be thinking or the approach. And then if I have something to add on, I'll add it on. But I really want him to to lead the charge on this. So the first one um, from Javie Pittman, she says, I want to date, but I'm not up for all this work. Mm, yeah. So so tell me what your what your gut is when you hear that. It, what, essentially, what I hear is I want to get paid and I don't want to work for it. You know, it, it does require work. You know, you're not going to find a genie in a bottle. It just doesn't work that way. And here's the thing. And I tell a lot of people this, both men and women. The worst thing that you can do in a broken state is find a perfect match because you're going to ruin it. 
if you try to create a relationship with someone who is perfect for you without doing that deep dive, without doing the work yourself and look inside yourself and figure out how can I be better, then that relationship is going to fall or fail. And it isn't because they were, you know, he's a dog. It isn't because he's out doing it. It's because I sabotaged this relationship because I wasn't willing to do the work. And relationships take work, but the work should not be laborious. There's a difference between work and labor, right? You know, there's the, it's the difference between going out in the hot sun and slinging a you know sledgehammer for eight hours and sitting at, behind a desk in an air-conditioned office for eight hours. They're both doing work, but only one is doing labor. And if you're in a situation where you feel like this, this experience is laborious, you're tired, you're physically tired, your body is tired, your mind is tired, your spirit is tired, then stop, quit, walk away. Uh, it's not going to get better. It's not going to change. You're not going to get promoted out of that position. It's always going to be this way. But when you do walk away, walk away with the goal of how can I be better? How can I figure out what, one, what do I want? And two, what am I willing to do to get what I want? And how can I remove what I don't want from the equation? You don't have to entertain every single person that, that says hi. And, and, and I really feel that I get this question a lot from women saying, you know, I, what's the right way to turn a man down? Why do you care? If you're not interested in him, who cares? <laughs> no, thank you. Th no, thank right. you. And then walk away, block him, delete him, whatever. But trying to figure out a way to, to be, you know, um, to give everyone a chance is, is exhausting. So you got to do the work. You have to do the work. If you want a good experience, you got to do the work. That's a part of it. Yeah. And, um, and my piggyback to that, and then we're going to get into Daniel's um, statement here. Um, let me see if there's any other quick ones. Spence City says, I'm glad we're going into overtime with this episode. <laughs> um, so back to Javid Pittman. So so <clears throat> what I want to add to that is when you're at a point wherever you are and you're in, in and you want to date and you want to find someone to spend your time with or you want to find an eventual relationship, it, it's um it's very important for you, like we talked about at the top of the show to not enter it in in a state of I need to have this or I want to have this. You got to you have to be self-aware to understand who you are, what you're willing to and not willing to deal with and be OK not having it. Yes. But knowing that when something comes your way that you have the discernment to say red flag, green flag, red flag, green flag. And it's not red flag, green flag based on what their behavior is is based on the standards and the, and the um, preferences that you set for yourself. Right. When you live in that space, it doesn't become hard work because I'm going to tell you, and Tony can, Tony can back me up on this. Even the best player can't, can't do their game plan. If you don't give them a, a road to, to drive down. That's it. Seriously. Like if you no, know, if I haven't said any other thing tonight, that's it, man. They, and I've said this before, a player or a predator banks on the fact that they can turn your emotions up and your logic down. Yep. So if you are operating from being open, but also being logical about your choices, then you'll find more success. And sometimes that success may take you a year or two yep. years. And in that two years, you need to be happy, right? Happy with yourself, 
doing whatever you do to make you happy and be okay. And when you live in that energy, then that person comes in and they're going to absorb the hell out of it. Absolutely. But when you're like, damn it, why am I not finding anybody? That's energy too. Mm -hmm. That's energy too. You got to be happy without it. I've always said manipulation requires two things, a manipulator and someone who is willing to be manipulated. You can't, there are certain people that you just can't manipulate them. And, and arming yourself with your best version of yourself is the way you avoid manipulation. It should be so obvious to you because you you have a set of standards and you have a set, you know, you, you know what you want, that the game almost seems ridiculous when it's played in front of you. You're like, you know, you're the you're that person that when someone walks up to you with game, you're like, no. <laughs> that's ridiculous you know you know I, and i liken it to going and buying a car which is an experience that i hate until the first time i bought a car with cash in hand i went to the bank i got a check i walked in i said this is how much i want to spend and so when they started the game let me talk to my manager you know that no I, I, I don't don't if you leave this room i'm leaving this uh this building simple as that and it changed my experience because i was armed with my standards I know what I want. I know how much I'm going to pay. And you're not going to convince me of otherwise. And guess what? I got the car and, and a, a, a fraction of the time it usually takes when you're trying to, you know, look for financing and all this other stuff, you know, and dating is the same way. When you walk into that situation, knowing what your expectations are, knowing what your standards are, all this other stuff just becomes comical to you. But if you yep. don't have it, then yeah, like you said, it's easy to manipulate someone who doesn't know what they want because um, like you said, um, they're thinking with their emotions. I, date with your mind. Your heart is going to lie to you. <laughs> your heart is a horrible, Absolutely. A horrible source. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I um, just to touch on that real quick, let me see if there's any easy ones because I definitely want to get to Daniels because I think it's important. Um, B. Keith Brandon says a, a rule of thumb dating is for those looking to get married, getting to know someone, then start courting. Dating is not a social situation or a partner. And, and, and well, that's a whole nother topic. I, I don't want to get I, out of line here because that was that's a good one, too. Uh, <laughs> we in 2020. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you in uh, Spin City says when you stand your core values, you can't be swayed because you love yourself, your true self. Absolutely. And so my 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 um, I just want to make sure I don't lose Daniel's comment. Um, when I way 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 back way, in the day, long, long, long time ago, long way way back in the day when I was out there, I'm gonna tell you when I got to the point where I felt the most free being single. It's when a woman would be in my you know sphere and and they would be attractive to me. And they would start, you know, having a, and I realized that it wasn't what I wanted. And I was able to say no. Right. And I'm good because I'm thinking about my peace. Right. I'm not going to let you disrupt my peace. I don't know you yet, but it don't feel right. So yeah. I'm going to say, and they would be mad. Like I thought, mm -hmm. nope, I can't do it. And once you get to that point, you're going to feel like it's not, it's not work because your, your, your ability to discard them fast is is like <laughs> it's like it's like a superpower because it's now so, because if yeah. I would have if I would have been you know I'm lonely and I'm by myself then I would have entertained it with no question because yep. you didn't really have to you didn't really have to be smart you just had right. to be there 
right? right. <laughs> How many of us yeah. done that? So it's, it's so liberating. Like you said, it's, it's so liberating to know yourself so well that you can just feel the presence of chaos. And I've, I've been there too, man, where it's like, yeah, you fine, but ooh, you're going to ruin what I've taken so much time and energy to create. And that's a very peaceful, homeopathic environment. And you, I, I can't do that. And I would get pushback from friends. Man, you let that go? Yes, I did. <laughs> so, so I'm getting, I'm I'm a, I'm a hit. Since we were talking about Javi Pittman, she says I've been singing a long time. I'm happy with me. It just seems like the pool around my age is non-existing. Yeah, I, I just don't yeah. believe that. I, I think you need to cast the wider net, you know. And I and I talk about this too in the book. You know, your standards and preferences are something that you have to create. But sometimes you have to go in and adjust them. Because here's the thing: if you're looking for a very specific person, um, understand that there's only so many single people out there, and women outnumber men biologically. That's just a fact, right? So. If your standards are he has to be this, this, that, and the, and the third, that's fine. I, I, I'm, I am not an advocate of, I hate it when people say, well, you better date him, girl. You're going to miss your blessing. No, you're not. Um, if, if that person is not appealing to you in any way, form, or fashion, then that's not your blessing. That's not the way blessings work. Blessings aren't broken down cars and you got to fix it up and all this other stuff. It's not how that works. But if you're finding it difficult to find what you want, go back to your list and see where you can make some adjustments. Maybe you're being too rigid in certain areas. Maybe he doesn't have to have a college degree. Maybe he just has to be educated. Uh, maybe he doesn't have to make six figures. Uh, maybe, you know, he just has to have a really good job that's, that provides stability and he's very good with money. So I know a lot of people who make six figures and they're broke, you know, they're living off credit. So you go back and you look at those those standards and preferences and you make adjustments based on what it is that you ultimately want. Because I don't believe that that being alone is a sentence that anyone has to suffer. I think a lot of us just discount a lot of people because of our past experiences. So and again, we go back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show, mindset. That mindset, you carry that out with you everywhere you go. You know, I believe that the, the best place to find someone is the places you find yourself. You know, do the things that you love, do the things that you enjoy. And I know it's hard right now because of COVID-19, but even through the uh, online experience, you know, look who's, who's uh, liking your comments. Look who's, you know, hitting you up on Instagram or whatever the case may be. Maybe it's time to, you know, broaden your horizons and start looking at things outside of what was traditionally uh, your type. And I think you'll find something brand new. Yeah, um, I, I always, like you said, um, cast a wider net. And I know it, um, Javi, it's harder to hear than it is to practice. But we we are a slave to um, what we're used to and what we used to could be our city. Right. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. if, if you try dating in your city and 10 out of 10 is horrible, then you're going to assume that this is, oh my God, this is right. impossible. Um, and, and I, and from what I, what I, let me make sure it's not her talking. Okay. What I, what I have seen in, in this over 40, over 35 age group is 
like we said at the beginning of the show, I'm not sure when you when you um jumped in, Javi, but you are looking for, I have to assume this is what I'm feeling from what you're saying, is you're looking for the traditional guy. Like we talked about this in the beginning. And it's it's not impossible, but it, it starts to become more difficult as society starts to morph into different, you know, different things that people have interest in. We're exposed to much more. And, 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 and realistically, for a lot of men that are over a certain age, they're seeing successes in areas that they probably did, couldn't even had the opportunity to to get when they were 25 or 30. And they're like, OK, well, I don't have to. And now let's segue into Daniels, because this is going to come. This is going to come right in perfectly with this. Cause y'all are comment like crazy tonight. I love it. Um, that we're gonna blame that on Tony. Um, <laughs> so so Daniel says, and I know this is gonna resonate with you too, Tony. Every woman I've dated is different, same behavior, different meaning. I have opened the door for a woman. Some say thank you, some say I don't need no man to open my door, I can open my own door. This is something that um it's not new, but it's new-ish. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've seen this a whole bunch of times and I was like, who raised you? <laughs> right. Right. But it's it, it, it you know, it, it's a byproduct of us raising um, and that's including I would I have to assume Generation X too a little bit raising women that that had to be strong, that had to, you know, be OK, not having someone and. And and for whatever the reason the men aren't around, had to take care of it. Yep. And so if you've been perpetually doing that for years, when that man comes along, you're like, you know, hold on, I got I got it. And it's like it's it's something that you do second nature because you've always had to have it. And and it's tough. It's tough to kind of balance yourself between being that person that's in control and I got it to to having to soften that a little bit to accommodate somebody to take a, you know, in it, women I've seen now online, they're, they're making this blanket statement. I don't mind submitting, but he has to be, you know, a leader. He has to be, you know, he has to qualify, qualify being a leader before I can follow and all of that. I get that. But there's a lot of women that don't even get to that point. They like, don't open my door. Right. And that to me is kind of like a, it's a danger zone. If you're trying to date. <laughs> it is. And, and I think that, you know, bringing it back to the men, um, and by no means am I pandering to women, but, you know, I, I want you to understand, fellas, that the reason that they're saying that is not necessarily because they want to be independent. Like you said, it's because they had to be. So I want you to imagine this. You know, um, I, I am I, I, first thing in the morning. I like having my coffee before I leave the house. I make me, you know, fill my mug up with coffee. and I like to have my coffee on the way to the office now. I know exactly how I want my coffee made. I know exactly how much sugar, how much cream, the whole nine. And so I, I can do it well by myself. And I know it's going to get done correctly. Now, if someone comes along and says, I want to be responsible for this. One, I got to teach them how to do it. And two, I have to trust that they're going to do it as consistently as I would do it for myself. And that's where the fear comes in. The fear is not that if you open my door, I'm now this dependent woman that's re relying on you. It's if I let you open my door, are you going to always do it? I've had this issue with the with the, the woman that I'm with now and that 
I, I had to, and I, I hesitate to use this word because of the way it sounds, but I had to train her to, you don't open your car door. You stand right. there until I open your car door. And that meant sometimes when she reached for the door, I had to reach for her hand and say, I, I, I got it. And so what I'm essentially showing her is this is this is what I want and what I need because this is the type of man that I am. And I know you can do it by yourself, but this is what I want to do for you. Now, having said that, I got to be consistent. I, I don't get to miss a day. I don't get to forget. I don't get to have her standing out in the rain waiting for me to open her car door and go, oh, my bad. I forgot. No, I insisted on being this man. So I got to rise to the occasion, even when I don't want to, even when I. And so now it's a running joke where she'll walk to the door of the car and she'll just stand there and, and wait for me to do it because I insisted on doing it. So I agree. We've raised a generation of women who have to fend for themselves, unfortunately, because there's been so many of us who just aren't there the way we're supposed to be. But for the handful of us, I don't even think it's a handful, for the men that are, you know, they're chivalrous, they're, they're men, they're real men. Now they have to try to break down those walls and deal with women who have never really had that luxury of, de of dealing with the type of man that we are. But that's on us to, one, be consistent. Consistency is everything. What I think women want more than anything is for you to be the man that you said you were. You are. That's it. If you're not a door opener, don't open doors. If you don't buy flowers, don't buy flowers. But don't start off doing things, getting me accustomed to it. And now I have to deal with one, the fact that I don't, I don't have that anymore. I don't have my coffee. Or two, you're doing it in a haphazard, haphazard way. So I have my coffee, but it's nasty. Or, or three, I relied on you and put my trust in you that you were going to take care of this for me. And now I feel stupid. And I think the most important thing that I've ever heard from a woman is don't make me look stupid. Don't, don't make right. me, don't make me feel bad about the decision to like you or to be with you. Don't, don't make me regret that. So I, I feel yeah. this pain, you know, it, it's hard dealing with those types of women who are just, I, I can do it by myself. Yes, but you don't have to. And that's right. what I'm offering you. I'm offering you the yeah. opportunity to not have to. But if you're going to do that, understand you're asking a lot, man. You're asking a lot. So you got to be on your game. You got you to yeah. snap too. You got to open every door. You got you to be there for every single situation because the one time you miss, see, I can't count on you. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think, I think too, the, the flip side of that, um, whether it's on the male or female side, because – because it's a men that need to be trained to, yeah, right? And, and and um, and I think it's a vicious cycle on both sides uh, of a pattern of behavior that you're used to, and then you meet the the next person, and you continue that beha pattern of behavior because it's something you that you've done or that that may or may not have worked for you before. And so, like on the flip side of that, you could have a man who's dated several women who didn't give a damn about the chivalry. Right. And he might have tried it. He might have tried it again. And they, you know, uh-uh. We we I don't I got it. And right. he then conforms to that because he wants to have that time with you. And right. then they break up and then he meets you and you need the chivalrous guy. And he right. doesn't open the door because he got his hand slapped the last time he tried to do that. And now you have to be the one to if if you feel the connection and you think he's a nice guy, then you have the right to say, hey. That's not 
how I roll. And then he now has a decision to say, I'm never going to do that. Or he could say, my bad. I used to do it all the time, but I, I got you. No problem. This, And then now you can progress from that point. But if you say, well, he ain't opened my door. He's a great guy and he has all the qualities I like, but he didn't open my door. So I'm out. Right. That, that you, you, you don't give passes, but you give people opportunity. Yes. To absolutely. Sink or swim. absolutely. You, you, you have to do that. Yeah. You got to <laughs> verbalize expectations. I don't know what I don't know. And um, if you, if you give me the opportunity for, okay. So there's two steps to this. You got to verbalize your expectations and then you have to patiently wait for me to meet those expectations. And that's where things fall apart. Either I didn't know, or you didn't give me time to adjust. Because if opening your door is not something that I do, not because, uh, you know, in the past I did it and no one liked it, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's 2020. Open your own door. Or, or you know, I, I, that comes from an antiquated time where you had to actually put a key in a lock and unlock the door in order for the, the passenger side door to open. And so that we see it as chivalry, but it came from a necessary part of, you know, life because we didn't have power locks back then, right? Uh, but if that's important to you, then tell me, you know, I, I really, I really enjoy having my door open. Okay. Then I'll open your door. And if I forget, because it's not what I'm used to, you stand by that door and say, I, I really would like for you to open my door. And if he cares about you and you're important to him, then what's important to you will be important to him. But if he right. refuses, I ain't opening your door. You you're a grown one. Then he's telling you, I'm not going to conform to your, 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 your needs. I'm not going to meet your expectations. So don't yeah. expect me to. And now you have a decision to make. <laughs> you know what I mean? And make that, that decision hard decision. That hard decision to make once you have all your little feels going now, you right. gotta <laughs> right. And, and you gotta make that decision based on what on the empirical evidence that's in front of you and not what you hope is gonna happen. Ladies, and I want you to hear me in a way that you never heard anything. You cannot change a man that does not want to change. There is no part of you. Not your body, not your, I don't care how good you cook. I don't care how well you clean. You can do everything for me. If I don't want to change, guess what? I'm not. So if you're trying to love someone into being a better person, you are wasting your time. I will change because I want to change. Everything I do is out of desire, not, nece not, necess not necessity. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, um, it, I know to, to some people on here that it sounds like work, but it's not it work. work. If it's, if, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of it's it's some work, but like we said earlier in the show, if you know enough about yourself to know what you will and won't stand for, and you're okay being by yourself, if you have to leave, then it doesn't become this hard thing because you already know. Like, wait, that don't feel good. Okay, I'm going to tell him. Right. And then I'm going to wait and see what he does. If right. he says, hell no, I'm not going to do it. Now he just lets you know what type of guy he is. He's not even willing to bend for a door. Well, what's right. going to happen two years down the line when we, you know, when we might end up getting like he, <laughs> because at the end of the day, this is not what, I, what I always try to champion. Once you start giving a bunch of passes, then it becomes a pattern of behavior that that person gets used to. Don't wait six months later and say, you know what? I hate that. No, no, no. You you, you should have hated it the first time. Not time number 200. Because now 
the person who got away with it is gonna be mad at you. Now you got now you now you got a, a whole argument and possibly a breakup on your hands because you didn't enter in some new rules. Yeah, it's the bottom of the ninth, and you you got a basketball in your hand. What what, what are we doing? <laughs> We've been playing baseball for eight innings. What's going on now? You know that's why and, the and the communication. Like I, I keep saying this, and, and, and I've said this probably about probably twenty times over these shows. If you asked. And, and you and you let people know what you're willing to accept without giving them the blueprint of all of the predatory right. stuff. When you are able to verbalize that early mm-hmm. and let them know this is this is that thing right there. Nope, that's not going to happen. When you start doing that early, then you're informing that person of what they have to do to keep you around. Exactly. Then they have the choice to either. And, and like I said, some there's some good liars out here. But as long as you stick to your guns that predatory behavior becomes less of an option because most predators don't like to work hard. (laughs) And like you said, it's it's hard work, but it shouldn't be labor. Yeah. Tell me what you want and watch me give you, give it to you. But if you have to tell me 50, 11 times what you want, then I'm, I'm communicating to you that I, not only will I not give it to you, I don't care. And you're not going to change that. And if you conform to that, and then all of a sudden, like you said, six months in, be like, you know, you never opened my door. I've never opened your door. Why is this an issue? This should have been an issue on the second date. Why are you bringing it up now? Well, I thought you would change. Why? What was my motivation? Why would you? Why would I change something that I didn't even know was an issue? You know what I mean? You 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 let it go, so I did too. And yeah. it sounds cold, but you know. I, I, I remember getting a, a message from a lady who said, you know, what do I do? My, I've been dating this guy for a year and a half, 18 months. And he keeps talking to his ex. And I don't know how to deal with this. And I said, my reply was, you should have said something a long time. You're 18 months in. He probably doesn't think it's a problem. Well, I told him I don't like it. But yet you endure it. You allow it. Well, I don't know how to stop him. What do you mean you don't know how to stop him? Tell him to stop. <laughs> and if yeah. he doesn't, he's made his choice. And now you have to live with it. But he's not going to change just because you hope that he will. You got He's going to change because there's consequences. Consequences is what motivates change, not hope. Diamonds don't become, coal doesn't become a diamond just because you hope it will. It takes pressure and time. And that's when you get the diamond. But a lot of times you yeah. just sit there and stare at the coal and go, I hope it changes to a diamond every day. Looking, oh, nope, not today, but hopefully tomorrow. No, it's not going to change. <laughs> it's cold. That's it's like it that is. thing that he did. He did this demonstration with this empty bottle of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you hold it, hold the bottle of water and there's nothing in it. And you hope it's something going to come out one day. Yeah. It's never going to happen. It's not there. Exactly. Um, but just a, just a real quick piggyback on that. I know at some point I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to chop this off. Right. But um, but we on the roll. Y'all are on the. The only reason we on here this long is because of y'all. I hope y'all know that. <laughs> um, it, it, it's psychologically, mentally, this is what you have to realize about yourself. This is where um, when you actually take like a an accounting of your behavior, if you are in something new. And that person does something you don't like and you know you hate it, not just dislike it, but you hate it. And then there's that thing in you that says, I want to tell him, but I can't because I might lose him. Mm. Ding, 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 ding. 
<laughs> now you got to uh, now you got to ask yourself this early. I'm afraid to lose someone that's doing something that I hate and I'm afraid to tell them because they might leave. Right. That's when you know that there's something in you <laughs> that, yeah. that that needs some refreshing. You you got to that means that happiness that you thought you had isn't really all the way there because right. you're afraid to lose somebody and you only known them for two weeks or yeah. three weeks or a month or two. And you're like, you know what? I, those 10 things I hate. But if I tell them then I won't have anybody that says more about you than it does about him, because you'll sit back at home and say, I, I, why is he doing all of this stuff to me? It, it, it. <laughs> <laughs> I and I know this is like, we've all been in that emotional place. So it's not like I'm talking from a, a, a point of like, why are you doing that? I'm saying now that you are, you know, like I always say in this, in this show is a, is a perfect example. Sometimes you need to hear it from somebody else because that little voice in your head, is not working. It's not leading you in the right path. And sometimes you may need a therapist. Sometimes you may need a coach. Sometimes you may need to go listen to read Tony's book. Sometimes you might need to come to Derek's show and listen. Like sometimes you need to hear it from a different source. Sometimes you need to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody and say, this is what it is. And then they can say, aha, I'm looking from it from the outside and you went left instead of right. Or you should have, you should have probably held back and not even dealt with that person. Sometimes you need that in order for you to get yourself back on track because we've been in these emotional, traumatic, desperate spaces for so long that it becomes something that's a part of who we are. And then we wonder why we keep making these decisions. And it's, it's because you didn't make the corrective measures. You can go work out in the gym. You can go say, I'm going to wear this different dress or this different suit or whatever. But the inside hasn't changed. So you're like, well, I went to this restaurant and nobody was talking to me. And I went here and I, because you're going in there with the wrong mindset. That energy is going to deflect instead of attract. Energy is, so, I tell people all the time, it's physics. Energy is never destroyed. It's only transferred. And when you have a, uh, if you have a mindset of lack, and I've been here, I've been in this situation where I endured a horrible relationship because I was afraid to lose her because I didn't want to be alone. And I had a, I had a lack mentality. I believe that if I don't do what she wants, she's going to break up with me. And I had this mindset that there wasn't an abundant of, abundance of women out there who would be very happy to be, you know, to, 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 uh, to meet my expectations. And so when you have that, that lack mindset, then you will take anything. And I say all the time, if it's the last piece of chicken, doesn't matter who cooked it, if you're hungry, right? But if, right. if you have an abundance mentality, you know, uh, I don't go to buffets anymore, but I, that was something really exciting about them coming out with a fresh pan of bacon. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that means that there's plenty and you have that mindset. But when you start to see things, you know, through a lack mentality, then you start to take things that you normally wouldn't take because you feel like I don't want to lose them. And like you said, it's two weeks in. You're not losing anything. You know what I mean? Right. This person isn't, isn't what you want. And this is where I, I talked about this earlier about a, a great guy. I get these messages all the time. I met this great guy, but you know, he's still seeing his ex. Or I met this great guy, but yet the only time I can talk to him is on Thursdays at three o'clock. He's not great. Stop calling him that because <laughs> you're 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 skewing what greatness is to you and you're accepting mediocrity and calling it greatness. So if you're describing me as great, why should I change? I'm great. 
Bingo. Bingo. And that and yeah. and, and and you 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 have to have and and I think it was Spin City that said it earlier about being emotionally mature. Um, it takes time to develop that, but that should be paramount in especially if you've had like a string of, of horrible relationships or you've been treated a certain way. Now is the time where you sit back and un- try to understand yes. your emotional state and where your mind is. You could say, I don't want to be by myself and I wish I had a man and all my friends are married and I want to be married too. That's not understanding of yourself. That's right. you wanting to conform to, <laughs> to what everybody else is doing and not, and it's less about you because it, at this point in the game, the way that this, this society is going, it's a lot of people out there that's probably not going to ever be married, right? right. That's numbers-wise. Yep. It's probably never going to happen. There's a lot of people that will get married. There's a lot of people that, that'll be in relationships that don't have a don't have the marriage license, but they've been together for 50 years, right? You have to know enough about your emotional state and why you do things. And this is and this is another reason why I, I connected with Tony even before I met him, because I can hear in in his voice that he's learned to understand his emotions and what what's the driver behind the emotions. If you don't understand what drive the emotions, the emotions will take over you. You have to, you're not going to have a total command over all of them, but you can understand them and and push that. Like I told you earlier, emotionally, I could have said, Hey, let me go ahead and hang out with this person. But then I stopped and I was like, but why? Why am I going to hang out with this person? Is it because they're cute? Is this is this the time that I want to spend when I like after uh, like for me? This is this was my mindset. It I got stuff to lose, so now I'm not just gonna let anybody come to my house. <laughs> we're not even gonna be on the phone for a long period of time if the conversation ain't right. And right. if the conversation ain't right, we definitely not going on a date. Like right. there's qualifiers. I'm not just not gonna take you. Well, so when you gonna take me out? Hold, hold on, we haven't. I just two seconds. I just got your number. We hold on, hold yeah. on, because. I have time, like, especially when you over a certain age, time means everything. So I'm not going to let you have that unless you qualify. It sounds hard, right? But it's my heart. (laughs) It's value. I I have so much value in myself that I'm just not going to allow anybody to take something from me, including and especially my time. I have a, a chapter in my book called Time and Time. And I talk about the fact that your time is the most valuable asset you have. And when you give it away, you don't get it back. That's it. I'm sorry. There, we have not invented a time machine yet. So if I'm going to give you time, you have to be worthy of my time. You have to have value in that the time that I give you is time that I feel is well spent. And that's the key. Doesn't matter what we do. Doesn't matter how fun you have. If I don't enjoy myself, if I don't feel that this time was well spent, guess what? We ain't doing this no more. Well, didn't you have fun? No, I didn't. (laughs) I just didn't. I'm sorry. And so I can't give you something that is of value to me when you're not of value to me. And like you said, it sounds cold, but that's the way you protect yourself. And I'm not advocating that everybody is mean to people by no means, but you got to protect your, you got to protect your circle, man. Like your energy is important. And when you're around negative people, negative people, they're, they're very energized. 
you know, a negative person can come in and ruin a day. They can ruin a, 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 a just that, you know, everyone has that one friend that you, you get to friends together, you're going out and they're like, well, should we invite Harold? Nah, man, you know how he is. Because that energy can just ruin everything. Yeah. Yep. But then when it comes to relationships, we allow that negative energy into our, our space. And we wonder why we're so sad all the time. It's because you let it in. Yeah. <laughs> Get it out. Very yeah. true. Very yeah. true. Um, so we're going to start wrapping it up, but I do want to get, um, let me see. Um, Michelle, this was from a little while ago. Also realize that you have room to grow and, uh, and be better as well. In other words, you keep looking at everyone else as the problem, but in reality, they have all just tolerated your ass. Man, say that. <laughs> that that's, that's you. You're, you are the problem. <laughs> right. Uh, Spin City says energy vampires. I use that that term a lot. Um, and, and and we allow it. That's the thing. We we have to be. And, and when I say have to be, doesn't mean you have to be right now. It means you have to diligently work on being a better version of yourself emotionally, yes. right? Because that's where a lot of these uh, relation. Well. It's a lot of factors, but the emotions normally is what leads us into things that we shouldn't be in. I mean, we could talk about communication and all of that, but going in the door, the reason why you got the number, the reason why you went on the first date for a lot of us, it's a hundred percent. I'm lonely. I'm by myself. I just wish I had somebody. I don't, uh, let's just, can we just, and now, you know, in this era, it's let's just hang out. Let's just. Let's and, and that's what I went. I wanted. Well, maybe we could do a few minutes of it. This is the, the last. Uh, let me do Daniel real quick. Y'all on fire tonight. I'm, I'm like, I'm scrolling like crazy. Um, Daniel says, I tell the women I date, I want to earn sexual intimacy with you. Don't give me sex because I said good morning or complimented your hair or shoes. I want to earn your good and plenty. I want to earn that kiss. So, like so, uh, okay. So real quick on that. Sometimes there's women out there that want to throw it at you and don't give a damn about earning Jack. (laughs) And you have to be a strong enough man to say, I'm good. Right. Because if that's all you want from me, that's not what I'm looking for. But a lot of us fall into that, you know, whap. And then we and then we think about it later and we've let them in our home or we let them. And then it's like, that's what I was talking about before. You got to think about giving people access, yes. even as a man, right? And, and, yeah. and women, men and women, you're giving them access to your life. You're not yeah. 17, you're 30, you're 40, you're 50. Your life has way, you got a lot more things to lose now. And you're letting people have access to your home access to your life, access to your time. They in your phone, they in your DMs and your text messages. And you like, okay, but you can, you can, you can come in and then we'll worry about the semantics later. No, right. There's, there's some, there's a firewall. (laughs) We got to make sure that you, you deserve, you meet the criteria for access. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I've had women, you know, when I'm my dating time where I, I I was told that we can just kick it, but I knew that that's not all you wanted. But I right. I went ahead and did it anyway, 
and I suffered the consequences of not listening to the words that were not spoken. And so I suffered with, you know, you're calling me on my job, you're showing up at my apartment, you're, you know, doing all this other stuff. And I'm calling you crazy when the reality is, is that I knew from the jump that this isn't all you wanted from me. Or I took advantage of that desperation that you showed mm -hmm. and got more from you than you actually wanted to give me. So I agree yeah. with you. We need to be yeah. men enough to say, my piece is is important to me and I can't let you in or honest enough to say, if this is all we're going to do, then this is all we're going to do. I don't right. want any of the rights, privileges or, you know, anything that are beyond the physical, you know, because I, I mean, we're grown. I, I don't think sex always has to be this emotional love story thing. Sometimes you do just you just want a physical encounter. As men, we have to be very conscious of the fact that um, sex without emotion is a very difficult thing for both men and women because sex is the emotional manifestation or the physical manifestation of an emotional expression. So the friends with benefits thing doesn't usually work out because usually somebody wants more than the benefit, right? And yeah. we've got to be honest or we start to steal benefits that were never designed you know your your friend with benefits shouldn't be cooking for you your friends with yeah. benefits shouldn't be you know uh, <laughs> you know you should be giving them money and all this other stuff that's that's a relationship and so you're you're rewriting the contract and then you're shocked when someone says well you i thought you loved me wait no i thought we were just kicking it but you were you were behaving in a manner that was consistent with the relationship but you said that's all you wanted was this that and the third yeah Oh, yeah, but as men, like you said, it, 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 it's one thing if you just you know scratch up my my BMX bicycle, but now I have a very expensive car that I have a you know I have to make payments on. <laughs> right, that was always like for me. That was always top of mind for me. Like if I wasn't feeling the vibe, why am I even going any further? To let you in when I know that I like for me, I'm all about energy and how things feel in the moment. And if I don't even have that, then I, why why am I chasing you and letting you in? I got to I'm always a person that doesn't believe in manufacturing a vibe. Yes. Right. <laughs> I, it, it, there's something about humans. Like once you get through the initial, you know, how you doing, whatever. Sometimes there's there's a and, and it doesn't always work, but at least for me, it's a qualifier as a man that if I get that vibe, if I get that attraction to you, then that's one of the things, one of the qualifiers for me that once we get in, I know that I that that's that animal thing that just makes me want to be like, come here. Yeah. Right. But if I don't even have that and I'm like, OK, well, I have been by myself for six months, so I might as well. That's you yeah. can't. <laughs> no, you can't, you can't I, do I that. Consequences. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you can't you can't go there. You got to be strong enough to say, you know what, I'm lonely, but not that lonely. Exactly. Right, I'm not right, I'm not right. And this is why I'm, I'm so shocked at men who hate their baby mama. Okay, well you didn't always hate it. <laughs> I mean, at some point you liked her enough to you know to make a child with her. So why are you creating lifelong commitments with people that you don't like? That's not smart. Don't let these people into your energy space and start creating decisions that you can no longer make for yourself. 
They're forcing yeah. you into situations now because you didn't make the ultimate decision. And that's, do you deserve to be here? Yeah. And you don't. Yeah. So I'm going to say this. Um, we're going to start wrapping it up. All right. Um, but I want to get um, a couple of people comments in here. Crystal from Facebook says, hello, I'm a first time listener. You guys are doing good. Thank you for giving us some insight. Absolutely. Um, that's what we're here for. Like, I know for what Tony does and what I do, too, it, it's really about closing the gap of information because a lot of us don't have it or always never taught it. And sometimes you need, like I said earlier, sometimes you need to hear it from a source um, that that has enough emotional intelligence to kind of deliver it to you to say, this is what that emotion feels like. This is what it may mean or not mean instead of you relying on that voice that that has betrayed you time and time and time again, but you keep listening to it. Sometimes you got to get it from an unqualified source. <laughs> <laughs> so so um i'm gonna get a couple of comments and then we're gonna start wrapping it up guys but i promise you that um tony's gonna come back and um and we're gonna get get him back here and, and uh do another topic that you guys um you know and if you have topics that you want us to want me to cover or if you want tony back let me know in the comments and we'll and we'll get that handled for you um michelle says uh oh spin city says loneliness and low uh oh somebody just talked again <laughs> hold on they keep scrolling up loneliness and low self-esteem is like a balloon with pinholes it's never going to get full mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely um michelle ford says i'm glad you said for men and women because men get caught up emotionally as well when sex is involved thank you absolutely. for that yeah see this is a, a comment that i always um talk about men because people always talk about men not being emotional and the, the analogy that I always use or that the, the situation is when a man, even if a man just wants sex, right? And let's say that the man is having sex, a sexual relationship with you, even if you just friends with benefits and y'all have sex, you know, 10, 15, whatever, however many times, tell that man that he can't get none for two weeks and I'll show you an emotional dude the same day. Yeah, it is. I see an emotional <laughs> creature, man. Back. We are, we all have emotions, damn it. <laughs> well, and, you know, we're territorial too. You know, that's yeah. that's a part of you know being a man. And there's a lot of men out there, me included, I'll be honest. I can't deal with I, I I'm not I'm not built for the friends with benefits thing. And I'll tell you why. Because in my mind, if if you're just kicking it with me, that means you're just kicking it with someone else. And my ego just won't I, I can't handle that. Right. Because I've reached a point in my life where sex without emotion is one, it's not enjoyable. And two, it's really difficult uh, because, you know, I, I, I really would like more from you than just a physical encounter. And just to get to the physical encounter, I'm at a point where I actually have to like you. And, yeah. you know, that, I wasn't always like that. When I was 17, I, I didn't even really have to know your name. You know what I mean? But when you mature, there's you need more so this idea that men you know don't have emotions when it comes to sex like you said I, that's a perfect example give them two weeks hey uh, you know i, I want to chill for a couple of weeks we'll, watch your phone blow up <laughs> like you know uh, yep. because yeah there, there is an emotional aspect that's involved I, i'm glad that point was made um Dan daniel says yes i've had women guilt me into sex by saying you must be gay if you don't find me pretty, it's my my fault. I fell for those lines. Yeah, you gotta hold it. You gotta hold. You gotta stay ground and hold that fort, man. You do, man. 
and, and I'm so glad he said that because women can be vicious with that kind of stuff. What do you mean you don't want me? You know, yep. there's something wrong with you. No, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just I, I'm attracted to you. I think you're beautiful, but there's there's something about you that says no, it's not worth it. It's just not worth yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's certain it's certain keywords that that men can hear that we feel emasculated by and we feel like we got to prove you wrong. And a lot of women know what those words are. Yes. It's like that. I don't know. Well, I may be dating my, there, there was, um, Marty McFly and back to the future. And they, and yes, I think in yes. one movie they called him yellow or something. And he yes. just, uh, and it's this whole thing. He had to prove them that he wasn't scared. And that's where they're like, when you tell somebody they must be gay and they not gay, it's like, what I'm about to show you that I'm not gay. And now you've been got, tripped into something that you should have never been in that's why i said you have to be so happy <laughs> that 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 and, and know that there's probably going to be someone else that comes along your path that deserves to be there and like i said it may not be tomorrow may not be six months from now but it's enough for you to stand back and say i'm good yeah. and they're gonna hate it when you do that they will. as a woman hey, they're gonna hate it that they got the thing about that to, to piggyback on that is reaching a level of emotional maturity that you see the toxicity and even making that statement. The idea that because I don't want to have sex with you, you question my sexuality, you are keying me in on a level of toxicity that exists within you that is going to ruin my life. No, thank you. Right. <laughs> right. A toxic it, it, person would say something like that. Yeah. And, and, and one, of the, one of the tenets I stand on is I'm not going to allow you to have more control over me than I have over myself. Oh, there it is. I'm man. Not, that, that's, not. that's a word. There's your book right that's there. The, <laughs> that's my life lesson for, for anything. Yeah. Like when you bring in that the anger and all that, and I'm like, you're going to be angry. You're going to be punching the air like like old boy on Boys in the Hood. You're going to be doing that. And, yeah. and I'm going to be standing there and I'll be like, when you're done, let me know. But I'm not right. going to I'm not giving you that back. <laughs> so so. We're gonna start wrapping it up, but I do want to do this. Um, I'm going. We're gonna give them. Tell me. Tell people where they can find you. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna put. The, I'm gonna put this up, and you can talk to it. And tell, tell them the where book. they can find the book first, and then and then after that, tell them where they can find you on social media. Okay, so the book can be found on Amazon.com. Uh, you can just type in Tony Massey. Um, there's actually I actually have three books on there, but that's the uh, the dating book. Uh, or you can type in the uh, the title unsolicited dating advice from an unqualified source. I'm selling it exclusively through Amazon right now. Uh, once the COVID thing goes away, I'm, I'll get some books uh, printed out so I can actually start doing some book tours. Uh, you can also find me on social media uh, at Tony Massey Cooks and uh, at Tony Massey Speaks. Uh, so I actually do do some cooking as well. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Tell them about that. Yeah. So mixed in with some of my relationship videos and, and, and talks, I do. Um, uh, cooking is a passion for me. I'm not a uh, trained cook. or I didn't go to culinary school or anything like that. But I grew up in a matriarchal family. So uh, my mother was very adamant that you are not going to need a woman to cook for you. So uh, and I just find so much joy and um, just experimenting with different recipes and things like that. So on YouTube, on TikTok, and on Instagram, uh, just at Tony Massey Cooks, I uh, have a bunch of recipes on there that are really, my idea is you can make these, especially for guys. Um, I'm telling you, fellas, you want to impress your woman, make her something other than a steak on the grill, uh, I got you. Uh, there's some really elegant recipes out there that you can follow, really uh, simple ingredients, uh, and make something that's really, uh, uh, Pre presentation worthy. 
Uh, also on Instagram, you can follow me at, at Tony Massey Speaks. Uh, and then you can go to my website, TonyMasseySpeaks.com. Uh, uh, there I have some writings from some of the uh, magazines that I've been published in. Also, uh, links to my book are on there as well. Um, my platform is positivity. That's what it's really all about. So I look forward to you guys um, following me and, uh, and just, um, you know, interacting with me. I, I try to be very interactive. So if you do have questions that we didn't answer uh, on the podcast, by all means, uh, uh, reach out to Derek first. And then uh, if, you just want, <laughs> if you want me to co-sign what he said, then you can go ahead and send it to me as well. <laughs> You know, you know, for me, it's all love. Like this, this is how I feel. Cause you think about it like this, right? It would be suicide for me as a relationship coach to bring somebody on here that does similar work and, and be better than me possibly. Right? right. But I believe this, <laughs> right? This, this real talk. This is how, right. this is how black people and, and people and a lot of people in general think they're going to get a little bit of my shine or whatever. But you know what I said to myself when I saw your um, content is I said, people need to hear what he has to say. And people that like the way that I deliver it, they're going to naturally come to me. If somebody's going here tonight and they connect more with how you then have at it because that's not, that wasn't meant for me. And so I'm always like, I, like I told Tony, I'm, I'm down to collaborate because that's how we win. Yes, yes. We man. can't you can't do this by yourself. So yeah. if me and him can come up here and tag team and do all of this stuff, if somebody gets some value out of it, then that's why we do this. Right. Like <laughs> so because people in in anybody who's been any kind of an entrepreneur or or have tried to start a business, and this I know this is a tangent, but I, I think it's important. You really have to look at what's meant for you to have, because if everybody that you come in contact with is always going to be your arch enemy, you'll never grow. You'll never be in the rooms that you're supposed to be in because that comes from networking. And a lot of your networking comes from people that are in the same industry as you and you build your empires and you and and you may outsource some things or you may do whatever you got to do. But there's nobody that's ever made it that has done it by themselves. And I think that's something that we're losing a little bit of because people don't, people listen to this crab in the barrel and all of this other kind of stuff. But I don't, I don't come from that kind of stock. And I'm always about, and people that have, that have been on the, you know, have watched me over the years evolve into, to where we are now. I don't do that. (laughs) I really, I really just don't. And, and, um, so if you connect, with Tony, like that's I'm holding his book up, right? I'm telling you, go get his book, check him out on social media. If if you get, I'm gonna tell you this: get on TikTok. He got so much stuff on TikTok, and they in little <laughs> bite-sized chunks. It will change your whole world. And I'm telling you that from somebody that thought I, you know, I, I have a certain way that I deliver stuff, and I have a certain experience. But you can always learn. I'm always in a perpetual state of learning and watching different people. So I was, I'm saying that to say. Follow who you who you connect with. That's the key. It's just like finding a therapist. You're not going to connect with them all. But once you find one that you connect with, then go that route. I'm not going to be mad. Do your thing. Um, but yeah, and he got some good cooking stuff on there, too. I mean, when they're cooking, my hands are like, I can't do it. But I try. I got some oatmeal in the I got, but this dude right here, <laughs> it, it, his cooking is just as concise as how he's delivering the information now. 
you're gonna love it so check him out um yeah, we're going to do some stuff together. That's why, I, like, like earlier, I was like, let me get your number because I already know we, before we even get on here, I already know we're going to do some more stuff. So we're going to um, we're gonna bring you some good content, um, you know, next time around. Maybe even, I don't know, we'll see. It's COVID, so I got time. Maybe next month sometime hey. we may come back and do something else. <laughs> Whatever you want, man. So, I, I want to tell you before we leave, man, I, I love the content that you put out. I love the platform that you've created. Uh, it, it, this was not only was this fun, but you know, it, it's I felt like it was just talking to one of my brothers, you know what I'm saying? So, and I think that that is the key to the, you know, it, being in the in the um education instruction field, it, it doesn't matter how smart you are if you can't deliver your message to an audience that's palatable and that allows them to, to receive it, then it, it's a waste. So, I, I want to applaud you for building something that it, I think is much needed in our community because it allows people to have very difficult conversations but in a very comfortable environment so salute to you uh for all you do and thank you so much for sharing this with me it, it means the world to me man absolutely absolutely um so we're gonna get out of here guys um <laughs> i'd be remiss if i didn't plug my own stuff yeah um, please do yeah, so, so, <laughs> so it's going to be a little awkward for the people that are that are listening that are going to be listening to the audio only but i'm going to i have um relationship gumbo that um, um keith it's every wednesday at 8 p.m is the normal show and then we'll figure out when tony's going to come back and just just um well i'm gonna give you the information now go to relationshipgumbo.net. that's where you can get most of the stuff i also have relationshipgumbo.info if you want like a more concise streamlined um, thing where I just have like these big buttons and you can just click on it for those who don't want to go to the main whole thing, but you can, you can, um, either way, relationshipgumbo.net or .info, you can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook, and then you'll see the flyers come out and you'll see all of the stuff that I'm doing. But what I am announcing today is I am opening back up my merch y'all. So the t-shirts are going to come back because COVID messed up the whole shipping and my company is like, we're back now. So I have some new designs. I'm going to show y'all real quick. So the audio, um, the people on the audio, just go to the website and you'll see it. But the people that are watching on video, um, they'll, the audio people, you'll hear some music for about 20 seconds, but the people online will actually be seeing the, um, the visuals. So hold on. I'm going to show you this real quick, guys. This is just a, a peek, but the stuff is up on the site now. So hold on. I'll get you back up. Yes, Yo, life is full of options Switching all the time But the quickest way from A to B is still a straight line I ain't lying, that's science I'm trying to explain Cause if you apply determination You can do anything You can't put your mind to Give me the audio cord So I can find something to ride to So that's just a sneak peek I'm gonna let y'all go to the website And see all the stuff I have over there um, I don't, I'm not a t-shirt business. I, I have merch that, that is a companion to my podcast and all the other stuff I do. So I don't have like 300 t-shirts, but I have concise things that I know cater to my specific audience. So I did that on purpose. I took a bunch of stuff down. I created some new stuff this week and I put it up there so that you, that, that mold more in line to who my audience is. So check it out, um, make some purchases. Um, and you know, we're going to be, I'm going to be here every week. Um, I may even pop in every, you know, every now and then on an off day, depending on if I have some content, but every Wednesday, 8 PM, I'm here. Um, check out Tony. You have all this information and people that will go back and listen to the audio version 
on for the podcast. All of his information will be in the show notes. So you can just click on his stuff so you can go there. So that's it. And uh, we're not doing no after show. So that's the end of the podcast part. So um, guys, this on the podcast, I appreciate you. And we will see you next week. Okay, everybody wants good love. That's true, I know. Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo. Welcome to the podcast. Ain't no doubt we all need this. Hey, cause better relationships need better ingredients. Hey, so if you want better relations, it's about communication, finding love, staying together. We all wanna make it better. Yeah, Derrick Jones, the host, your relationship coach. Thank you all for tuning in. Relationship gumbo.